So, Commandant, it's with great pride and privilege that, that I'm permitted to return this sword to the U.S. Naval Academy for its rightful place in history and uh, obviously uh, where it belongs to an institution with such great heritage. Sir, thank, thank you very you, much. Thank we are so proud to have it back. Thank, thank you for you. all your hard work and great efforts. Thank, thank you. you very much. Welcome back to our series for object number 55. Today's object is part of a fascinating tale involving the Monitor and the Merrimack, two superintendents of the Naval Academy, the FBI, and the Antiques Roadshow. Can't figure out how these could all possibly be related? We begin with Naval Academy curator Jim Cheevers for an explanation of the fabled Warden Sword. It was a sword that was brought here in 1912 by a son and grandson of Admiral uh, John L. Warden. Uh, they were dedicating the new parade field here to his honor, Warden Field, uh, where we still hold our formal dress parades today. Uh, this sword had been given to uh, Admiral Warden for his command of the USS Monitor in the very famous battle of Monitor and Ex Virginia X Merrimack during the Civil War, the first battle between two ironclad ships which completely revolutionized naval architecture and uh, tactics from that day forward. Uh, the state of New York, he had been born in uh, Ossining, New York. Uh, legislature voted this sword. It was made for Tiffany and Company. Uh, beautiful sword with a lot of work in gold and silver. Uh, several etchings of the battle itself uh, on the blade and on the langlet uh, that hangs down over the blade. Um, and it was originally uh, displayed over in Memorial Hall in a glass-fronted box on the wall underneath a portrait of Admiral Warden. Uh, and in 1932, when the uh, Jimmy Legs was making his rounds, uh, he noticed that it was missing, that the sword and the display box were gone. Well, at first he thought the museum staff had come over and uh, taken it away for some reason. Uh, but a few hours later, he found the box under a pile of lumber uh, downstairs and, and realized that it was probably stolen. So he reported it. There was a big investigation at the time, but the sword was not recovered. Uh, in October of 2004, uh, I answered my phone one morning and the fellow on the other end said, this is Special Agent so-and-so, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Philadelphia office. He said, are you missing any swords? And I said, well, not recently, uh, sir, but uh, there was a famous sword that was here that went missing back in the 1930s. Uh, and he said, I said, it belonged to an Admiral Warden. He said, that's it. He said, I think I can recover that sword. And I said, wow. Uh, and so he asked uh, if I could prove that we owned it. Luckily, when we went into computers with our museum records, uh, we also retained the old little record cards. And the little record card had said on the bottom of it, stolen uh, March uh, 1931. And uh, so I you know, faxed that to him and some other uh, documentary evidence. A month later, he called and he said, guess what just walked into my office, your sword? He said, all I want when I bring it back is a crab cake dinner. And I said, man, you bring that sword back to us, you got your crab cake dinner. Little did I realize when the FBI from Philadelphia comes into Maryland, the Maryland office has to come and some dignitaries had to come from Washington. So we ended up buying 12 crab cake lunches that day, but it was well worth it. For nearly 70 years, the mystery of the Warden sword went unsolved and the sword remained missing until 1998. It's here that the FBI gets involved from the FBI records. In 1998, FBI art theft experts in Philadelphia began investigating the shady dealings of several appraisers 
on the hit PBS series, The Antiques Roadshow. By 2002, three men were in jail for engaging in more than $1 million worth of memorabilia fraud. But the FBI agents didn't stop there. They poured over the voluminous records of the appraisers, file by file, looking for more stolen treasures or phony deals. In late 2003, they found records on the ward and sword, which had been bought by an appraiser and then resold to a collector. The agents contacted the U.S. Naval Academy, discovered the sword was stolen, and tracked it down. The Warden Sword is one of only 30 swords that Tiffany made in the category of extreme ornateness. During the Civil War, Tiffany expanded its production past stationary and luxury goods to include armaments for the Union forces. They produced rifles, cavalry, infantry, and Navy swords, flags, badges, and medals, surgical instruments, and even ambulances. Tiffany categorized its swords by level of ornateness. They produced only 100 presentation swords of medium ornateness and 30 of extreme ornateness, including the one presented to Admiral Warden in December of 1862 for his valor. A similar sword to Warden's, also stolen and recovered a few years ago, was valued at $250,000. Warden's sword was valued at close to $700,000 by the U.S. Attorney's Office. Museum curator Jim Cheevers agrees that the sword is priceless. The Naval Academy Museum is happy to have the sword back at home. Stay tuned for next week when we explore more of the legacy of Admiral Warden with a look at Warden Field and the formal parade traditions of the U.S. Naval Academy. Uh, this sword is just magnificent, and if you look at the portraits of Admiral Warden uh, after he received this sword, he's always got it by his side. So we're real thrilled to have it here as part of the permanent exhibit, again, of the United States Naval Academy Museum.